Let's, uh, let's say our confession before we sit down this morning. Here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Turn to the person next to you before you're seated and tell them you love them this morning. Good morning, good morning. It's an honor to have the opportunity to share God's word this morning. Amen. Thank God for our amazing pastors this morning. Amen. That was not a sufficient clap for our pastors. Let's thank God for them this morning. Be encouraged this morning. Amen. Be encouraged from the inside out. And uh, it's an honor for me to have my beautiful, smart, creative, I wrote all these things down, so I, yes, my wife, yes, my daughter, but my mom, it's an honor to have my mom here this morning, amen. So I got a funny story about my mom, so I drove up, uh, got a lot of funny stories actually, but um, I drove up to get her Wednesday morning um, to bring her back to be at our house for Thanksgiving, that type of thing, for this weekend. And uh, on the way back, um, she was um, talking about how sh she's been getting a little frustrated because she's um, recognizing that she's forgetting some things and uh, uh, struggling with her short-term memory just a little bit, you know. And and um, and then you know she's kind of talking about it, and and so like every good preacher's son, you know, I began to encourage her and 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 told her, you know what. You know, whenever you begin to feel like you're forgetting something, just thank the Lord you have the mind of Christ. Amen? And then we shared that scripture and, and talked about it, and I preached to her a little bit, and, and uh, we talked about having the mind of Christ and um, for a little bit and, and, you know, and tried to encourage her. And after I was done sharing the word with my mom in the car, you know, she looked at me intently and she said, Honey, that is a good word. I, actually, she didn't say good word. She said, that's very good. Thank you for that. I'm going to try to do that from now on. And then she looked at me and she said, now what was your name? <laughs> so she's using this whole forgetting thing to her advantage. That what we, that's what we've discovered here. Just kidding. <laughs> Amen. Isaiah 55:11 The Lord said through the prophet Isaiah he said so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth my word shall not return to me void or empty but my word shall accomplish what I please and my word shall prosper or be effective in the thing for which I sent it amen God's word has tremendous creative power. God's word accomplishes objectives. Amen. It's a living word. And I thought Aaron was going to preach the message this morning, but I was really encouraged because as worship was unfolding this morning and as Aaron shared, everything went right along with what I feel the word of the Lord is for us this morning. God's word has power over natural things. 
His word is supernatural in origin and it's living and his word has authority and power over natural things. Amen. It's a supernatural word in origin and its effects are supernatural, which means they're greater than the natural. Supernatural defined by Google says it's attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Webster's Dictionary says this of supernatural. It says, of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable universe. Amen? And Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, put together. The worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. You know, everything that we have here today, everything, everything was put into motion by God's original word. When he said it, it was enough. His word had so much power with, within it that he created all the things on the earth. And out of all those things he originally created, we've created all this stuff. There's no new elements. There's no new minerals, right? He created all the trees, and out of those trees came seeds, and those seeds brought forth more wood. And out of all that stuff that he created with his original word, we have everything we have here today. Microphone, iPhones, everything came from that original word that he spoke. It created all the necessary ingredients to do everything that, that we have here today. His word has tremendous, inherent, creative, supernatural power. Amen? <clears throat> by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible it's an awesome thing to think about Hebrews 1 uh, verse 1 says God is upholding all things by the word of his power his original creative supernatural word, supernatural word created everything. And his supernatural word is upholding all things. Amen? It's an amazing word. The word of the Lord this morning is God's word will prevail. God's word will prevail. Amen? The definition of prevail is this. To prove more powerful than opposing forces... To be victorious. Webster says, the definition of prevail says, to gain ascendancy through strength or superiority to triumph. Amen? So we stick God's word in there. It says, God's word is proven more powerful than opposing forces. God's word is victorious. God's word gains ascendancy through strength or superiority. And God's word has and will triumph. Amen? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, he says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everybody say the rock. the rock. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on that house, but it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. What was the rock? The rock was what Jesus said. The revelation that what Jesus said had inherent creative power. Amen? 
Pastor Pam mentioned the last two weeks in Matthew 16, 18 and, 18 and 19, what Jesus said to Peter. He said, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. As Pastor Pam said the last two weeks, the rock upon which we can build our lives is God's living word. It's his current revelation for our lives. Amen? In every area of our lives, we hear the word. We speak the word. We do the word. We hear his current revelation. We hear about things that are hidden from other people. Pastor Pam's word the last two weeks, it really ministered to re me. It really blessed me. And, and I took careful notes, and I've been re reviewing those notes the last couple of weeks, and it really blessed me. And there were some tremendous nuggets in there. We hear about things that are hidden from other people. Current revelation. Unclear things are made clear when we hear the word of God. Hidden things are made known. So the question is this morning, what is God showing us this morning? What is he trying to reveal to us? What hidden things is he trying to make known to you and me? What things that have been unclear in our lives is he trying to make clear? Amen? God's speaking to us. Amen? He's speaking all the time. The Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal hidden things in our life to show us things that need attention, things that need his word spoken over and changed. He's trying to get our attention. Amen? <clears throat> made my first trip to uh, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma late in college and it was the first time I'd heard uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin speak and uh, it was a graduation for uh, Rama, Rama Bible Training Center and there were thousands of people in, uh, it was the Tulsa Convention Center I think is what it was called and uh, I can remember being there about 25 rows back and uh, it was the first time I had been in an atmosphere of faith like that, and, and, um, and, and I heard the message of faith, and he actually preached from Hebrews chapter 11, and as he was sharing, I saw myself up on the stage sharing, and I had never shared before. I had never preached before, and so I dismissed it. I was like, that must be prideful. I just want to get up there and get all the attention. <laughs> That's what I had. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, that's, that's just me wanting to get attention again. No, that was God showing me something that was hidden that would be revealed later. Amen. He showed me something that was coming. Amen. What does he have for us this morning? What's he have for you? What does he have for me? What's in our future? He wants to make those hidden things made clear. Amen. He wants to reveal those things. He knows what's coming, and he wants you and I to be on the inside and hear what he's saying this morning. Amen. Pastor Pam, last Sunday, she said, God's revelation is big, and it is connected to more than just you. God's revelation is connected to many people and many situations. You may think his revelation for you is only about you, but no, it's connected to people. His thing for you is connected to people and situations and circumstances that he wants to give attention to and that he wants to change and that he wants to minister to. It's not only about you. It's not only about me it's about what he wants to do amen, amen. <clears throat> I'm convinced that today's most amazing and exciting scientific discoveries they're for us they're for God's people amen
It's no accident that the United States has done more in 250 years than the rest of the planet did in 7,000 years. It's no accident that, that our economy has advanced more in 250 years than the rest of the globe advanced in 7,000 years. It's no accident because we were a godly nation founded on godly principles and we, were, we gave the Holy Spirit a place to reside. Amen. And we, 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 gave, we put His name first and gave Him the attention and we put our the Bible was the first textbook in the schools. It's, it's no accident that, that our nation has advanced more than any other nation on the earth. It's no accident. Amen? So the scientific discoveries that are happening today, the cure for cancer, all these different things, all the things that God wants to make clear, it's for God's people. Amen? They're doing amazing things at Purdue University, but it's for God's people to hear His voice and to get these things. Amen? It's for God's people to advance in these areas. We're supposed to be the ones who are advancing and hearing His voice and hearing things that are hidden. Amen? It's for you and I. It's for God's people. Hallelujah. The answer's for the world. Many of these things, they remain hidden. And uh, they're, they're, they haven't been revealed yet. But God wants to reveal them. Amen? He wants to reveal them. And uh, we've got to hear them. Amen? Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Jesus Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen? <clears throat> Pastor Pam said two weeks ago, she says, worldly knowledge brings confusion and it brings strife. But revelation knowledge brings clarity and peace. Amen? All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yes, there's great things in textbooks. Yes, there's advances in technology and processes and engineering and all these different types of things. Yes, but revelation brings clarity and peace. And revelation only comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen? Everyone say clarity. Vision. Say revelation of things that are hidden. Amen. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verses 2 and 3, God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah of things that would be ours as children of the new covenant, as, as believers in Jesus. 800 years before Jesus came, God was speaking through Isaiah, and he said this. He said, I will go before you, and I'll make the crooked place. These are promises for you and me. These are our promises uh, as, as believers in the new covenant. These are ours. He said, I'll go before you, and I'll make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches in secret places. That's exciting. Amen? I just keep waiting for, to, for him to tell me. Where that hole is in the backyard, where all that gold is buried. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. He said, I'll give you hidden riches in secret places. To spend it on yourself, well, a little bit of it, but most of it to advance the kingdom. Amen? To be a blessing to the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'll give you hidden riches in secret places so that you might know that I, the Lord, who call you by name, I am the God of Israel. Amen. He reveals these things that other people don't know, and everybody's going to know it was him. Amen. 
Hear the word, do the word, hear what he reveals, his current revelation, and do what he reveals. Amen? No wonder the writer of Hebrews exhorts us in Hebrews 4.12. He says the word of God, the revelation of God, as Pastor Pam preached the last two weeks. He said the revelation of God is living, it's powerful, it's sharp. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of mind, will, emotions, and spirit. Amen? It pierces to the division of joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen? I can remember reading the Bible a couple of times as a young boy. Not because my mom didn't tell me to. She told me to read the Bible. But I didn't. I can handle Pastor Pam because I could handle my mom. You think she's tough, boy. Woo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My friends would call me during the summer. They'd say, hey, you want to go to the pool? The pool was the uh, municipal uh, swimming pool in Rochester. Mom, can I go to the pool? Said, How long do you want to swim? Three hours. Well, you got to work six hours first. You, thought, you all think I'm kidding. <laughs> How many times have I told that story, kids? It actually wasn't six and three. It was three and three. So if I wanted to go to the pool for three hours, I had to work for three hours. <clears throat> Thank you, mother. <laughs> she said, I don't remember that. <laughs> so I can remember reading God's word as a little boy, uh, as, as a child when I was young, but I don't really remember reading it. But um, when I was in college, uh, began to spend some time um, with some friends, and um, I had gone with a group of them uh, on a, uh, early in my freshman year in college, went to uh, one of their houses in Illinois to spend the weekend, uh, <clears throat> maybe 11 or 12 of us, and um, the, these kids were not normal college kids. They were all baptized in the Spirit, and I was the only one who was not baptized <clears throat> in the Spirit at that time, and um, so they were different, and I can remember them be ex being so excited about the things of God. Like just talking about it all the time and just having a, you know, a real fire in their hearts for the things of God. And uh, I was raised in a Christian home. And so I believed in God, but I had not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and so I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian too. So take it down a notch. I, I remember having that thought, right? <clears throat> so we were all hanging out together. And uh, there was one person there. And he was a student at, uh, at Rama, And uh, he was home for the weekend. And... Uh, and so they started talking about the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And they asked me if I was open to it. And, and, and I said I was. And so they laid hands on me and they prayed for me. And, and college kids laid hands on me and I was filled with the Holy Spirit early in, uh, in, my, in my college life. And, and so I came home that next week. And that Monday, I remember walking to the library and uh, for the first time in my life, I opened up the Bible, and I read the Bible with faith in my heart. And all of a sudden, the words of Jesus were real to me. And it came alive to me. It was something different. Amen? All of a sudden, I, all, I always had a generally positive attitude about life and was generally passionate about things, you know, in life. But now I had a passion for God. Amen? That supernatural fire living on the inside. Amen? And I remember reading 
in Matthew, one of the first things I ever read in the Bible, Matthew 8, that afternoon at the library at Anderson University. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, it says, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion met Jesus. Um, he came to him, and he was pleading with him. And he said, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed. He's dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come, and I'll heal him. The centurion answered, and he said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Everybody say, speak a word. He said, only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. And he said to those who followed, assuredly, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. What, what did Jesus see in this man that evidenced this great faith? His confidence in the word of God. Amen. His confidence that what God says always comes to pass. Amen. That was the evidence that Jesus saw in this man that evidenced that great faith in his heart. Amen. That God's word always prevails. That what God says God's revelation always comes to pass. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> and then a little further down in Matthew 8, 14 through 17. When Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand. The fever left her. She arose and served them. When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Everybody say, with a word. And he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Amen. The Lord was saying, see the words, see the revelation, see what I have said. Amen. Nope. <clears throat> I just jumped ahead in my message. Hey, I got a towel this morning, so no fear. We're, we're going to sweat up a storm, and it's okay. <laughs> the book of Joshua, I just want to read here for a moment. In the book of Joshua, chapter 6, that powerful song from Elevation Worship that we sang um, just a minute ago, it's talking about the walls of Jericho. And in the book of uh, Joshua, chapter 6, it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See. Everybody say, See. See, see I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You know, if Joshua looked with his natural eyes, he would see the walls. That's all he would have seen. Historyofisrael.com. The walls of Jericho. 
The walls of Jericho loomed large over the Israelite camp below. The city appeared ready for the looming battle of Jericho. From inside the city walls, the people must have surely watched as the Israelite nation crossed the Jordan and set up camp within eyesight. These walls were structured on a three-tiered plan. The walls started with an earthen rampart or an embankment. They ran from ground level upwards on an incline to a stone retaining wall, which would have been the second tier. The stone retaining wall stood 12 to 15 feet high on top of the earthen embankment. On top of the stone retaining wall stood another wall made of mud bricks, six feet thick mud bricks, 20 to 26 feet high. Together, these two walls combined to form a forti fortification 32 to 41 feet high, approximately the same size as a four-story building. These were the walls of Jericho. So at their base, as you looked up the embankment, if the embankment was about 10 to 15, 12 to 15 feet height, the total height from ground level would have been approximately 46 feet high, the walls of Jericho. This was not a privacy fence. Joshua 6.1 says Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went out and no one went in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. So when, when Joshua would have looked, he would have seen with his natural eyes 46 foot tall wall with armed guards on the other side and around the there's additional description here there were uh turrets is that what they're called watchtower what are they called turrets around the top <clears throat> with armed men and so forth watching isn't it amazing that god said see i have given jericho into your hand <laughs> he said i've given it into your hand i've given you its king and the mighty men of valor and then God gives the plan. God spoke the word of faith. He spoke the revelation. He deposited that seed of faith into Joshua's heart. He said, see, I've given it to you. He said, look past the wall. Look past the obstruction. Look past what seems like an insurmountable obstacle in your life. Look past it. See, I've given it to you. And now I'm going to give you the plan. Amen? God will give you and I the promise, and then he'll give us the plan. Amen? <clears throat> and he gives them the plan. He says, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. A very specific process. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout and then the wall of the city will go down flat. 
the promise. Amen? The promise. The spoken revelation from the Lord. And the people shall go up, every man, straight before him. So then, Joshua immediately obeyed what God told him. He immediately obeyed and he related to the people. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, he called the priests and he's uh, son of Nun. He called the priests, he said to them, Take up the Ark of Covenant. Let the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. He said to the people, Proceed, march around the city. Let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. They did exactly what God told them to do. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people and the seven priests hearing the tr seven trumpets of ram's horns before the, uh, the Lord advanced the the seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, You shall not shout, you shall not make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout. Then you shall shout. <clears throat> and we know the rest of the story. Down to verse 16. It says the seventh time it happened. They marched around the city six times. And then the seventh day they marched around six times in that one day. And then the seventh time they did it. It says the seventh time it happened. When the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20. It says, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpets. And the people shouted with a great shout that that 46-foot wall, that 46-foot wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. He shows us a process. Amen? He shows us a process of hearing his word, getting his current revelation for our life. We're all facing obstacles. We're all facing situations that need to change. We're all connected to people that are desperate for a change in their life. We're all connected to people that are on the verge of some very bad decisions that need to hear what God is saying through us. Amen? We all have relationships that give us access to people. They trust us. They know we care about them. Amen? He's given us access. Hallelujah? He shows us a process here. Number one, the word of the Lord comes. It's his revelation. Number two, speak his word. Hear what he says and repeat what he says. <laughs> right? Number three, Obey what he says. Hear the word, speak the word, obey the word. And then after we obey, while we obey, as we're continually speaking the word that he's already given to us, what do we do? I never saw this before, but they were blowing the trumpets of praise. Amen? They were blowing the trumpets of praise. It's amazing. Uh, Psalm 150. Psalm 150, verses 1 through 3. 
David said, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty firmament, praise him for his mighty acts, praise God according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. This trumpet was an instrument of praise to the one true God. Amen. This trumpet was a, the sound of praise. <laughs> Amen. And so as they're doing, they've heard the word. They're, they've spoken the word. They're executing the revelation and the word that God has said. And as they're doing it, they're sounding the sound of praise. Amen. They're blowing the trumpet of praise. There's, there's nothing in here about anyone in this huge contingency of people. 25 rows back on the fourth day. 40 rows back on the fifth day. There's nothing in there about any of them talking strife, talking division, questioning Joshua's leadership. There's nothing in there about anyone looking at the wall going, Is he crazy? I mean, he said do what? There's nothing in there about the people doubting or fearing or wondering. Amen. They heard the word. They're executing the word and they're just praising God. For you and I, we hear the word. We speak the word. We execute the word. And then a week goes by and we see nothing. A month goes by and the promise hasn't come to pass yet. Five years goes by and the promise hasn't come to pass yet. Amen. Ten years goes by and the promise hasn't come to pass yet. That is no time to give up. That is time to continue to rest in him and enjoy the journey like Lori said earlier. Amen. That is the time to continue to praise because praise enforces the defeat of the enemy through the revelation that God has already given us. Amen. Because if the enemy's bringing obstruction into our life or he's bringing walls that are seemingly insurmountable, he's thinking he's got us beat. And he's, he's thinking we should be discouraged by now. He's thinking, I've got them now. It hasn't come to pass. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years and it hasn't come to pass. I've got them now. Why are they still praising the Lord? It'll frustrate them. It'll confuse them. And it'll defeat his plan, his ultimate plan that he has against our life. If we'll continue to praise, no matter how long it takes the promise to come to pass, continue to praise. Amen? Continue to praise and rest in the promise. Rest in the promise and continue to praise. I think it's amazing, this process that God showed the children of Israel. Amen? He spoke the word. They got the revelation. Joshua spoke the word to all the people. They executed the word. And as they were carrying it out, they blew the trumpet of praise. And then on the appointed day, on the appointed day, God's revelation came to pass. Amen? So the word of God always prevails. This is no time to give up in our lives. Amen? especially if we haven't seen to come to pass yet. This is just time to rest in Him. And as Lori said, enjoy the journey. <laughs> Amen. I just think it's awesome because, you know, most times when uh, in most 
stories about the children of Israel when they faced adversity. There, there would be accounts of strife within the camp, or they would be, uh, you know, and this is one of the most amazing things that happened. And there's nothing in there that says any of the people were causing strife or division or doubting what God had said he would do. Amen? And God did it. He brought it to pass because all the people were resting and they were praising the Lord as they marched around and obeyed what God had said. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. God's word will prevail in our life. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him or by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen? The writer of Revelation, the writer of Revelation, he saw the word of God, and this is what he saw. He said, uh, this is in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 15, and it gives us this amazing picture of the word. It said, now I saw heaven open, and behold, I saw a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of the Lord. Those things that God has spoken to you, that he has revealed to you, that he has showed you about your life, that he has showed you about people you are connected to, those things are precious. Amen? Those things are valuable. Those things are powerful. Don't let go of his promises. Amen? Let's keep standing on what he's told us. Let's keep fighting. Amen? Let's keep fighting. Let's keep standing. Let's keep moving forward. Amen? Thank you, Lord. The revealed word of the Lord has inherent creative power to turn any situation around. His word is loaded with power. As we receive his word by faith, as we speak it by faith, it is the key to the kingdom. It is the rock that we can build our lives on. God created with his word. And he's given us that same creative power. And Jesus said, I give to you the keys of the kingdom. I give this revelation to you. And you can build your life on this rock. You can receive my revelation. You can speak it in faith and obey what I tell you to do and rest in the journey and just praise me and you'll see it come to pass and everybody's going to know that it was me. Amen? Let's all stand up this morning. Amen? Y'all receive that good word? Hallelujah. That powerful song. Those lyrics, that song by uh, Elevation Worship says, do it again. It says, walking around these walls, I thought by now that these walls would fall. But you have never failed me yet. I'm waiting for change to come, and I'm knowing that the battle is won. And you have never failed me yet. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I am still in your hands. And this is my confidence because you have never failed me yet. I know the night will not last and your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, you are still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again because your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. 
this is my confidence you have never failed me yet amen <laughs> amen I want to pray for you this morning all across the room I want to pray for you first this morning if you're here and you'd say my life is not right maybe you're here this morning and you understand recognize that you're far from God this morning I want to pray for you you say my life is not right Jesus sent his or God sent his very best when he sent Jesus so that you and I by faith by faith in Jesus God could see us as completely clean all of our sin completely removed the price that Jesus paid for you and me was completely and totally sufficient to forgive all of our sins by faith in Jesus all of our sins are forgiven I want to pray for you this morning if you're here this morning you say that's me would you pray for me my life is not right I need to receive by faith what God has done for me through Jesus all across the room this morning, if that's you, could you slip your hand up in the air and we will pray together. Amen. Okay, now I want to pray for you this morning. If you need some clarity in some situations in your life, if you need revelation from the Holy Spirit, on some specific things that you know he wants to make known to you to reveal his word to you to bring light to situations that as of right now are not clear to you if you're here this morning and you say would you pray for me I need clarity and vision in some different situations all across the room if that's you could you slip your hand up in the air very quickly Go ahead, lift them up high. Amen. Anybody else? Let's all pray together. Father God, we thank you so much. You see each hand that's lifted up this morning. And I thank you, Father God, for revelation and clarity and direction for each person, Father God. That you take hidden things that are hidden and you make them known things that are in darkness that are not clear i thank you father you shed the light of your living word on those situations and you make them clear we thank you for it my father this morning we receive it by faith we thank you for vision and for clarity in jesus name everybody said amen thank you father Let's go out with a powerful confession this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Doesn't it make you want to go home and spend some time with the Lord and hear His voice and crack open your journal and put on worship that ministers to you and takes you into his presence and hear his voice and find out what he's saying about this next week amen find out what he's saying for us for the next month what is God saying for us for 2019 what does he have for us what's he have for our family what's he have for your future amen let's go out with this powerful confession this morning amen say father 
You are my Father. You are my Father. You are the living Word. I hear your voice. I hear your voice. I recognize your voice. Your voice is clear to me. Your revealed Word brings clarity in my life. In you, I have answers to questions. I have clarity on situations. I have hidden riches in secret places. In you, my heart is healed and I have total peace. My future's bright and my best days are straight ahead. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen.